Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the huddle. It was quite a competition yesterday in Rochester. And at the end of the day, Dr. Scott Jensen emerges as the presumptive uh, favorite, I suppose a primary could come up, uh, but it got uh, dicey at the end. Kendall Qualls and Mike Murphy, and uh, at the end, Dr. Jensen emerged with 65%. He needed 60% uh, to move on. He joins us in the Caldwell Banker John Schuster hotline right now. Uh, Dr. Jensen, first of all, congratulations. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. And uh, Pete Nigerian is with me. What, what, explain what happened at the end. It, uh, it sounded like there was some horse trading going on, and uh, uh, Mike Murphy said that Kendall Qualls had brought him lieutenant governor, and then it was reneged on. Can, can you take us through the last 45 minutes of what happened yesterday? I'd be glad to try, and hi to you, Pete, as well. Good talking to you. Yes, absolutely. Basically, I think what you're seeing is you, you saw Benson and Gazelka go to um, – of course, Benson had already withdrawn a week ago, but you saw them go to Qualls, and then you saw Shaw go to Murphy, and that's where it got interesting. And I wasn't a part of the conversations between uh, Mike Murphy and Kendall Qualls, but they'd evidently been talking, and Mike Murphy's numbers started to drop, and it looked like the possibility for a moment might be that there would be no endorsement. But with Murphy's numbers dropping, I think – Mike Murphy and uh, Kendall Qualls had several conversations, and I think their campaign managers or people might have been involved as well. And I think what happened was there might have been some misunderstandings. Someone might have thought something was on the table. Someone else thought something else. And then there were some fireworks with basically, I think, people feeling like offers had been changed. And then I think maybe some harsh words were said. And I wasn't really privy to that, but I know that I think, like Matt Burke said, it's a little bit like a football game. You know, you're hitting hard. You're in the fourth quarter. There's a couple minutes left. And, you know, people are powerfully and emotionally involved. And I think misunderstandings, words come out. But at the end of the game, I, I'm confident that we're going to build bridges because I think the whole convention was about a conservative movement and that we have a perhaps our last best chance in some time. And we've obviously gotten very good at losing. Now we want to try winning. And I think people are going to build bridges. But I think that's what happened, Mike. And, Scott, i got to ask you, so uh, the relationship with you and Matt Burke, uh, has that been something that's been around for a really long period of time? Is it more recent and, and, and more from the political standpoint? Or how did the two of you guys decide to team up together? Well, I guess you could almost call it a courtship. I didn't <laughs> know anything personal about Matt Burke until probably about oh, maybe 18 months ago. I'd certainly followed his career. But – 
I think it was 18 months ago, people said, you need to think about Taco Network. And so there were some people trying to connect us, and we got formally connected about 15, 16 months ago. Uh, Matt's wife had been following me on social media, and we, the four of us have been connected at the airport. And I asked him if he was going to run for governor because his name had been thrown out there for a while, as his yours was, Pete, for a while, too. And <laughs> he was. said he was not going to run. And uh, and then I, uh, he asked me if I was going to run, and I said, yeah, my wife and I had made the decision. And he said, well, we'd like to help. So that was the way it started. Then a couple months of getting to know each other, and Mary and I decided to ask Adriana and Matt if they'd be an honorary co-chair, chairman and chairwoman, because ideologically we're so similar. And that's been going on for nine months, and they were extremely gracious and helpful and energetic and impactful. And then it got time to start having serious considerations of a lieutenant governor. And I was certainly concerned about the fact that as a white male, what would it look like to have another white male on the ticket? But in the end, I had to go back to Bud Grant. He always said that he would draft the best player available at the time of the draft. And Matt Burke has incredible Christian character. He's a determined individual. He's got a skill set that's powerful, and he's got skills and expertise that I don't have. It just seemed like the perfect ask. So I asked him, and he thought about it for several weeks and came back and said, we're in. So mm. now Matt's been aggressively and ambitiously campaigning for three months, and it's been a joy to work with him and Adriana. But that's how it's gone. So I've known him about maybe 15 months. Mm. Uh, Dr. Jensen, what, what are the prospects of a primary at this point? Well, all the candidates have said that they would abide by the endorsement process. So Mm -hmm. I would think that all the candidates recognize the importance of let's start framing the conservative message that's going to beat Tim Walls in November. If we do the infighting, which perhaps the Republicans at times have been too willing to do, we may undercut our chances of winning. I think Minnesotans are asking themselves three questions. Is the leadership that we've experienced over the last two years adequate? Is the leadership that we've been experiencing, has it made my life better? And I think people are sort of seeing some hypocrisy in the notion of one Minnesota. I think Minnesota feels pretty darn fractured. Bottom line is, I think a lot of people know that if I'm governor, the miners are going to mine, and the teachers are going to teach, and the farmers are going to farm, and we're going to try to get government the heck out of the way. And, Scott, I've I got another question for you because you have so many tie-ins uh, with, with myself and the University of Minnesota, and you went to med school there at the same time I was an undergrad there, and, and you finished up at Bethesda where my mother actually trained as a, as a surgical nurse there as well. So there's a, there's a lot of different tie-ins, and it's, it, 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 it's a lot of fun to look at this. So your, your background, for the most part, outside of being you know, on the medical field, you have had some experience, obviously, in Waconia with the school board and that kind of a thing. Was that part of what really got got you interested in possibly even going to these next couple of levels that you have? Originally, it was exactly that, Pete. It was I was recruited to run for the Senate in 2015, and I, I said, no, I was flattered, but I, I said, I'm really busy being a family doc. And the people that were pushing me to run kept saying, Scott, you know health care, and that's a huge deal. You've been involved in transportation projects and infrastructure projects in Carver County for years, and you run the school board for 10 years and chairman three years. And I've been president of chambers of commerce in Wabasha and Waconia and Watertown and president of Lions, president of church council, president of Rotary. So 
they said, that's why you need to run. So we ended up saying yes, and then we went into the Senate. And what I learned was I'm really not crazy about the way politicians behave. So I, I didn't run for a reelection. My wife was having numerous uh, complex surgeries, and she came through all those incredibly well, and COVID hit. So between my wife's restored health and the COVID, I got pushed to the front of the line. And a big part of it was, Pete, I think our world has changed dramatically. I think it's hard to recognize Minnesota. It's hard to recognize Minneapolis. And I just felt called the words of Esther 414. Have you considered you're in the position you're in for such a time as this? It just seemed like I didn't get to stand on the sidelines. So my wife and I thought about it, prayed about it, meditated for six months and finally said, okay, we got to do this. This is what we're supposed to do. But Pete, one other thing, I have so many connections with your family. Your family has been so good to Minnesota. I think of, you know, Dr. Nigerian, and I think of my wife working with the Nigerian transplant team when Mary was in veterinary school. She would harvest kidneys from dogs so that they could be retransplanted and the surgical techniques could be perfected. And all the advances that have saved thousands of human lives coming from the Nigerian family. Yeah, That's really a nice. great Thank point, you, great observation from somebody on the front lines, Dr. Jensen, that, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, how, how many things have changed because of Dr. Nigerian and that family, Nigerian family over the years uh, for the right reasons. Now, now, if it's a, if it, if it, if there is no primary and it just becomes the showdown, uh, you against Walls, do you, what, what happens next? Strategically speaking, do, do you, uh, uh, is there a piece of you that becomes more moderate to try to contend against him? Do you go more far right? What, what do you, what what tea leaves are we seeing out there? What do you believe in? I think three things happen. First off, core convictions don't change a bit, but I think emphasis does. I think with an appeal to uh, moms, particularly in the suburbs, uh, the millennials and the Gen Zs, uh, minority communities, uh, women all over the state of Minnesota, the warrior dads, uh, the people very concerned about school and public safety, the people concerned about health freedom, people concerned about election integrity. I think the convictions stay the same, but we broaden the conversation and we change the emphasis points because we've got to go out and make sure that people understand that we are the team that will really help bring Minnesota back to a place that we want Minnesota to be. I think the other thing that happens is, and I'll use your program, Mike and Pete, to extend the invitation. I would like to start having debates right now with Tim Walls. The two of us could be in a moderated debate by some neutral organization, and I think we should be going to all the college campuses, if we can, or as many as possible, Duluth, Rochester, St. Cloud, Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, Wilmer, Marshall, we should try to really engage younger Minnesotans, not because of political goals, but because it's the right thing to do for Minnesota. If uh, Governor Walls and myself can help really engage deeply uh, the younger generation, this is good for Minnesota's future. I think that needs to happen. And then I think the third thing we need to do is we need to really draw a contrast between the kind of leadership you might get with someone who might be tr more typically a traditional political versus someone who's more in the private sector, who has started businesses, started restaurants, built commercial buildings, started two medical clinics, but lives and breathes in the private sector because there will be a sharp contrast. Well, we appreciate it went quick. Thank you so much for giving us some time. We'll do it again down the road, but we appreciate it. And congratulations. Thanks so much, Dr. Judson. Thank you appreciate so much. It. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you, Pete, for letting me reminisce a bit with you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's fantastic. I appreciate all the kind words, sir. Thank you.
Yeah, good stuff, Pete. Good uh, Ender Force. Good show again. Appreciate everybody listening to the huddle. Uh, the Twins are coming up next, game three against the Cleveland Indians. Pete and I will be back again next week for another edition of the huddle. Have a great day, everybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.